Good morning. I wonder how many of you are naturally messy people. I'm one of them, though I try hard not to be for the sake of others. In our Old Testament reading, please do try and follow it, Isaiah chapter 40 verses 1 to 11, Isaiah prophesies to the Israelites who were in a very big mess indeed. There would have been a lot of physical mess when the Babylonians captured Jerusalem, destroying its walls and many of the buildings there. Yet when the Israelites were carried off into exile in Babylon and elsewhere for approximately 70 years, there was a very different kind of mess, which was of an emotional and spiritual nature. For Isaiah prophesies to a broken-hearted people who were both in a physical and spiritual desert far away from their homeland. They had had many years to be remorseful for all their sinful wrongdoings that had brought about this exile. Yet what does the Lord say through Isaiah? The Lord isn't rebuking his people anymore. He'd already done that. Here, the clear message is of comfort, repeated twice to try to get the message across. Comfort, comfort. Furthermore, the Lord, furthermore, the Lord says he wants to speak tenderly to his people with great kindness. He would tend his flock like a shepherd. He would gather the lambs in his arms and gently lead those who are with young. Some of you will be familiar with the best-selling book by Charlie Mackesy, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. Charlie Mackesy is a committed Christian who lives in South London. He himself writes openly about messing up sometimes in life, but through all this, finding a deep faith in the Lord, which he profoundly expresses in his heart. One of my favourite pages in his book is this one. Nothing beats kindness, says the horse. Said the horse, it sits quietly beyond all things. It's so true. Kindness is often an overlooked gift in the modern world. And the greatest kindness has to be seen in God's great love for the Israelites and for us. God showed such kindness to the Israelites. He says he's forgiven them all their sins and will give them a double portion of his grace and mercy, making the wonky roadway straight and miraculously enabling them to return to their own land and to worship the Lord freely, freely again. And in all this, the Israelites would see the great glory of the Lord. And indeed, when they did return, as the psalmist wrote, they were like men that dream. What wonder and joy, such comfort and a new revelation of the goodness, kindness and glory of God. They would indeed have been able to say with Isaiah, behold your God. In our New Testament, Testament reading, John the Baptist hears God telling him that he is called to further fulfill this prophecy from Isaiah. 
Once again, things were in a big mess for the Israelites. At the time of the birth of Jesus, Palestine was ruled by the Roman vassal king, Herod the Great, who was renowned for his great arbitrary actions and ruthlessness. This was the king, for example, who ordered that all the baby boys in Bethlehem be killed. So there was much heartbreak and chaos in the land. In addition, God didn't appear to have spoken for over 400 years since Old Testament times. What a long time of spiritual dryness again. Yet John the Baptist knows that he himself is called to be this voice crying in the wilderness, preparing people for the coming of Jesus, especially calling people to be ready for Jesus through repenting of their sins. The saying sorry to God will again be the way forward to the straightening of the roads, levelling of the valleys and the great glory of the Lord being manifest. And how glorious it was, God's son being born in a stable in all humility into poverty, a vulnerable baby on earth coming to live with God's people right in the middle of the mess. In a dirty manger, those who saw Jesus were in awe and wonder with what they saw and again were able to say, behold our God. Jesus who came to bring order and purpose and great hope in the middle of so much darkness to make a straight pathway back to the Father by dying for us. A double portion indeed of God's great, great grace and kindness planned by God before the beginning of time. Today, at Christmas 2020, we know that the world in many ways is also in a big mess. Of course, there has been the worldwide disruptions and heartbreak due to coronavirus. In addition, as we well know, there are many other huge global issues in our own country. Many people face great financial and or emotional distress and hardship. There is no desire to play any of this down. And we are called to mourn with those who mourn and pray with sighs too deep for words. Yet into all these things, Jesus himself would wish to say, behold your God. Behold your God who comes to bring justice. Behold your God who comes to bring peace and healing. Behold your God who comes to redeem creation. Behold your God who comes to bring light in the midst of great darkness. We are called to continue to earnestly pray this in. Don't give up. Stay in there with it. That the very Pray that the very crooked paths will be made straight and that the lion will lie down with the lamb. That God's great kindness and comfort will be outpoured for at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess him. King of glory now. And for ourselves, our own lives will have been very different this year, taking turnings we never expected. Yet these words from Isaiah are still alive, peeling out to us like Christmas bells. Comfort, comfort, 
Do we hear them? Julia, in the first sermon of this series, gave us the pitch of God's comfort being like a warm blanket around us. And God would say to us to choose to wrap ourselves up in the comfort and kindness of Jesus again. And on a very practical level, one of the ways to do that is to choose a verse or verses of comfort, maybe from Isaiah, there's lots in that book, or from elsewhere in the Bible. Write it down on card or paper, stick it up somewhere you would see it, learn it off and pray it in. I have had, had one up in my kitchen all year from Psalm uh, 27. Don't know if you can see it. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. When I wrote this out, I never thought the year would go as it has, but I can look back and I can say, yes, thank you, Lord. I have so much still seen your goodness despite everything. Praise God. So do think about doing this if you haven't already. Furthermore, the late Dutch theologian, theologian Henry Nguyen said, wrote this. The Lord is coming, always coming. When you have ears to hear and eyes to see, you, are rec you will recognise him at any moment of your life. Life is Advent. Life is recognising the coming of the Lord. Isn't that exciting? He's always coming. As we approach the end of the year, it is good to go back over it and to write down or share with family or friends where you have seen the Lord working and breaking in over the year, maybe in just very little things or much bigger things. Also, think about where you would like to see Jesus breaking in and continuing to break in in your own lives and in your family, work or in the community. Jesus, who unreservedly gave himself to us by living amongst us, still today wants to be with us in the middle of everything through the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, it may be something quite little. For example, in our homes, we may have a difference of opinion as to what constitutes mess. With the greater need to be at home due to COVID and due to short days, this sort of thing and or other, and or other family niggles or niggles with friends or colleagues can cause stresses. Let's ask for God's grace for him to break in in peace and love anew in our homes and elsewhere. Like the Israelites and the people John the Baptist preached to, we may need to say sorry to God and maybe others for our own mistakes and wrong choices and lack of patience with others or failure to see things from another person's point of view. And for those listening in, struggling with more painful issues, Jesus walks with you. He asks you, to put your hand in his, for he is risen with healing in his wings. Some of you will cringe at this next bit, but for some of you, in a week's time, once you're full of turkey pudding pies, it might be the one thing you remember from this talk. 
So remember that Jesus is the Messiah, the one who still comes to live amongst us today to help clear up, turn around any mess or confusion in our lives and make straight pathways for us so we can worship Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one anew. Praise God. And finally, we remember that Advent not only looks to the coming of Christ in the past and present, but to the glorious time when he returns and where the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh will see this together, where all crooked paths will be made straight and we will all say together in great awe and wonder, Behold our God. May you all know God's peace, comfort and kindness this Christmas time.